0: This is Reset. I'm Susie On in for Sasha Ann Simons. Coming up this hour, we recycle water bottles, paper, soda cans. But what about recycling carbon? We'll talk with one local innovator who's figured out how to turn pollution into clothes and jet fuel. Plus, our sister station Vocalo sat down with a midwife looking to change the healthcare landscape for Chicago's South and West Side mothers. But first, crime and public safety dominated Chicago's municipal election. But education is set to play a major role in the April runoff between Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson, two mayoral hopefuls with deep ties to education, but vastly different approaches to schooling. Here with us in studio to discuss are Sarah Karp, WBEZ education reporter. Hey, Sarah. Hey. And Chalkbeat Chicago reporter Mauricio Pena. Welcome back, Mauricio.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So as we know, Paul Vallis rose to the top in Tuesday's mayoral race, running, winning one third of the votes, and, and Brandon Johnson got twenty percent. First, your reaction to those results. We'll start with you, Sarah. Well, I guess I was a little surprised. I mean, the
2: polls had kind of predicted that this might happen, so I that tempered my surprise. But I do think that it's pretty incredible that Brandon Johnson um, went from somebody who. You know, wasn't that a household name right. a couple of months ago? And, you know, with the power and the money of the teachers union um was really able just, to be number yeah. two. I mean, I think that's pretty incredible. And with Paul Vallis, I mean, one thing that was, you know, obviously he's been like sort of a front runner for a while. or At least the polls show showed that. But at the same time, you know, he he's run many times for mm-hmm. many different offices and that he was able to pull this off and and capture so many votes. What, what it's just interesting. It's like yeah. these two these two people that one he's like well known but never won and he he got top votes and then the other one was like I don't know who and <laughs> got got into the office.
0: What was your reaction, Mauricio?
1: I had a similar reaction as well. I think um Valis is known in Chicago. Brandon uh not so much um but it it really goes to show that um Mobilizing efforts on the ground by the CTU um, really, that that ground game really made a difference. um, Because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I I would have predicted uh, a a different candidate there, but um, I think that that goes to show that they have a lot of. Um, you know, that that ground game made a, a major difference.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, Paul Vallis is a former CEO of Chicago Public Schools, and Brandon Johnson is a former high school teacher with the backing of the Chicago Teachers Union, as you mentioned. I mean, how much of those ties helped them make it to the runoff? I mean, we talked about the, the ground game. Um, how much of all of that just really came into play here in this election?
1: I, I feel like education took... A backseat during the the Tuesday election. I feel like there there was a, a focus on public safety mm-hmm. that really dominated the conversation. Um, but I, at the same time, I, I, there those deep ties um, certainly played a role. As I just said, with the ground game, Paul has touted his record at Chicago public schools in Philadelphia, um, in in uh, New Orleans, and so. Um, i i think having that on the resume you know uh, and and, and pivot, uh, pivoting or or um framing his his uh legacy as as a reformer as a fixer of these mm. these um these school systems um at a time when people are looking for some change and some reform um i, I think that certainly helped him uh brandon johnson um you know with the backing of the c t u uh, you, you that, it can't be understated, ha- yeah. the impact that that had on this election. He's a former teacher. He's a teacher organizer. He's been um, pivotal in, in strikes in the 2012 strikes. And he's also helped um, get some aldermen elected along yeah. the way and and also helped with the Um, advocating for the elected school board Mm, legislation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Sarah, what are the top education issues facing Chicago's next mayor that voters will be thinking about?
2: Well, one of the big things that that voters will be thinking about is how the next mayor is going to deal with under-enrolled schools Mm -hmm. or schools that are very small and whether – the next mayor will close severely under-enrolled schools or whether um, they'll try and find some other way of of dealing with those schools. And, you know, Vallis and Johnson have you know, very, very different ideas about this. I mean, Vallis has closed schools in the past yeah. and, you know, is open to closing more schools. Um, he's also open to looking at alternatives for schools, in, including like having – them turn into alternative schools or or more charter schools, so he's open to that. Um, Brandon Johnson is not really interested in closing schools. I think he's more interested in seeing how to um, make those schools more vibrant so that they attract more students.
0: Yeah, and and uh, just to note, CPS has a nine point five billion dollar budget. CPS is no longer the nation's third largest district, but now the fourth largest. Um, Marisa, talk a little bit more about Vallis' plan um, tackling education issues in, in the city. What are some of his biggest talking points?
1: Yeah, so I think Brandon and, and Vallis have very different, um, widely different approaches on how they would uh, oversee, be the last mayor overseeing Chicago public schools. Um in terms he he would uh he supports expanding school choice mm-hmm. uh, expanding the the voucher program um, he has been a proponent of of having um, measuring academic performance on on how school, schools are funded um, and Vallis his vision harkens to policies that have fallen out of favor in recent years, as I mentioned, expanding charter schools funding based on enrollment um, and and holding students back that don't meet academic standards
0: yeah. And and Sarah, I mean you talked a little bit about um Johnson's approach, but what what are uh some of his big talking points in tackling the issues facing education in the city?
2: Well, when you read Brandon's education platform, he wants to do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, probably one of the, one of the things that that people might say is that you would need a lot of money to do a lot of what, what he says, but I mean, he he envisions schools that are you know, more well-resourced, that have, you know, that are able to serve bilingual students better, serve homeless students better, serve students who get special education services better, you know, that, that um, are not funded based on enrollment as much as based on what they need. Um, you know, his, part of his idea is that he's going to, you know, go to Springfield and try and get more money for Chicago Public Schools, but you know he doesn't have like a, a very clear way that he's going to to pay for all mm-hmm. for all of this, and um, you know he he sort of envisions the perf- the perfect school system the perfect schools the schools that could serve every every child and you know be like kind of a, a little like well met school in, mm-hmm. in Chicago and and so how 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 to get there is is That's probably the, big the question. biggest question
0: yeah. yeah. Are there any similarities at all with uh, how either of them would run the city's public schools? Well, <laughs> it's a big silence and sounding like maybe not. <laughs>
2: I mean, they would be very, very different. I mean, it's very—it's a very different idea and approach. And you know, one thing that's a big deal is that Valles talks about—you know—really lessening central office mm. and. You know, m- making like each school be its own little fiefdom, and and have um, you know local school councils with a lot of more, a lot of um, additional control, and, and and you know why that's really interesting is because you know on, Valis will say, well, I trust you know I trust you, I trust the people to decide, but at the same time, what you're going to have is you're going to have vastly different schools very close to each other because yeah. you'll have one school that's decided well, what we want to invest in is this, this, and this. And then the other school is going to say, what we want to invest in is this, this, and this. And it's not necessarily true that every school will know what the research says is the right thing to invest in. Yeah. And so that's that's sort of where central office can come into play. And Chicago Public Schools has actually been moving away from this idea of schools being their own sort of um, autonomous little little thing, little schools out mm-hmm. there. You know, there's there's been a lot more... Yeah, this year the um CEO decided that he was going to provide some extra positions but he was going to decide what those positions were and they were going to handle that through central office as opposed to saying to principals, you know, just just you know spend money on what you want. Yeah. So it's it's a very it's a very very different vision, you know, just just totally different. And the other thing that Val says that he do that I re- really haven't heard Johnson talk that much about, but he says that he's you know, we're, we're moving on to the time that we're going to have an elected school board. Half the school board will be elected mm-hmm. in 2024 to take office in 2025. And Vala says, I will run candidates. Yeah. So he's like planning to figure out how to keep control well, as a mayor. I haven't really heard Brandon talking about that as much, but um, I do know that the CTU will run yeah. people too.
0: You're listening to Reset. I'm Susie Ann in for Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking about the deep education ties and different schooling approaches Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson have and what that means for the April runoff. With us to discuss are WBEZ Sarah Carp and Mauricio, Pe- Mauricio Pena with Chalkbeat Chicago. Um, let's talk more about their backgrounds in education. Uh, Mauricio, you recently did a deep dive into Vallis' tenure at CPS from 95 to 2001. What should we know about his track record?
1: Yeah, so... Um Dallas has uh, a very polarizing education Mm -hmm. record. Um, As I mentioned earlier, he touts his life working, restoring broken education systems in Chicago, Philadelphia, post-Katrina, New Orleans, and Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, Critics have argued he helped create Chicago's – the Chicago School's current financial problems and laid the groundwork that ultimately ultimately led – for the closing of black and Latino schools under other district CEOs. Um, He's also faced similar criticisms in Philadelphia and New Orleans. Um, Vallis was hired in in Philly after the state took over public school systems, and he made dramatic changes. um, And he left uh, the schools with with the deficit, a financial deficit. Um, In New Orleans, uh, he closed neighborhood schools and opened charter schools. Um, he faced criticism over the lack of transparency and attention to some of the most disadvantaged students. And, um, and uh, but at the same time, um, the uh, U.S. Secretary of Education, Arne Duncan, who was his uh, successor mm-hmm. at uh, CPS, lauded his efforts in New Orleans as a model um, for reform. So depending on who you ask right. will dictate the answer that you'll get in terms of like what, um how how he fared uh, in this role.
0: Yeah. And Sarah, uh, Brandon Johnson has leveraged his experience as a former social studies high school teacher and a CTU or organizer. Uh, but his ties to CTU drew criticism from rival candidates and, and even members of the teachers union. He received nearly one million dollars from CTU for his election bid. What do you make of all of that?
2: Well, what I make of it is that the the people who are in charge of the CTU really, really wanted their candidate to do well and put a lot of resources. And I, I was thinking that, you know, whatever had happened Tuesday night was going to tell a, a very big story for the Chicago Teachers Union. On one hand, if if Johnson did not um, come in second and did not make the runoff, I think that there would be a lot of people questioning all that investment. They would be like, okay, you sold the store, and for what, Right. <laughs> you know? But... The fact that he actually made it. Um, now they're being seen as you know one of the most powerful political you know entities in the city. You know I think the Tribune just had a, an opinion piece and you know is the, is Chicago is the CTU the new machine? Um, I don't think that they'd want to take on some of the negative things that it, that the machine indicates, but they um, certainly prove that they can be. Um, You know, they can be people who can get somebody into office, you know, and and um, also I think, too, that the signal that it sends that the Chicago Teachers Union supports somebody is that this person is really progressive. Yeah. You know, it it signals a type of politics. And when people voted for Brandon, I think that's what they were voting for. And I think that that's why this election is going to be so interesting, because, you know, really, you could not get two more different candidates.
0: Yeah. And we'll have to leave it there for now, but I'm sure we'll be picking it up as we get closer to the runoff. That's WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp and Chalkbeat Chicago reporter Mauricio Pena. Thank you both for your time today. Thank Thank you. you.